You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real pain. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more info about PCLB and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PC Las Vegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. What do you want for Christmas? Really, it's serious. It's, it's being recorded, so just name it out and I'll, I'll bring it to you Christmas Eve. Really? <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? Come on, what, what do you want for Christmas? Now, out of anything in the world, I, w- I want you to be serious right now. If you can have anything, you can a- if you can ask for anything in the world, what would it be right now? One thing. Answer that in your mind right now. What would it be? Or maybe say something. Who would say some things? Healing. That's a, that's a great gift to ask for. What else? Anybody else? Salvation. Oh, yes. Anybody else? Brother Ray. Freshness. Oh, yeah. How many can want some freshness in your life? Unity. Oh, unity and peace. Peace go with unity. That's right. <laughs> the world, how many know that the world needs love? Man, those are, those are great, great gifts, amen, to ask for. If you would ask your kids, how many know they will have a list for you of <laughs> what they want, amen. Probably on, the, on that, amen, there will be some kind of electronic device or, or the newest phone that's out there, amen. I read a story of a little boy in church who was bugging his parents for a certain gift. Uh, for Christmas. He wanted a watch, a certain watch. And uh, he kept on asking, and finally his dad told him, if you mention getting you a watch one more time, you ever say that to your kids? Just one more time, you're getting nothing. Quick, bugging us. I mean, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Come on, parents. Well, one night during dinner, the little boy asked if he could quote a scripture and pray for the meal. And the parents were so surprised and happy. They said, yeah, go ahead. And so he quoted Mark 13, 37. I have said unto you what I already told you before. Watch. <laughs> See, I got Wonder Bread stories too. <laughs> Some of you guys were like, I don't, under, I don't understand. Well, wait, wait, you'll get it on the way home. Amen. Oh, Watch. Got it. <laughs> Got the Wonder Bread with the watch? I don't know. Amen. 
Come on, the thing is, the question is the title of my message, what will you find this Christmas? What will we find this Christmas? You see, we spend most of our time or our Christmas season searching. We search for the perfect gift. We search for the, for the bargains. We search for the right decorations. And sometimes we get so busy for Christmas that we don't enjoy it. Come on, somebody. Until maybe that Christmas morning. I mean, I enjoy Christmas morning. I have this favorite tradition. I get this favorite gift every year. It's consistent. I sit down. I unwrap it, amen. It's the same thing every year. I unwrap, amen. <gasps> A tamal. <laughs> that, that is tradition in our house, amen. You know what? I get the tamales. I fry it. I get some eggs over easy. Boom. That's my Christmas morning. And I look forward to it every Christmas morning. We unwrap the tamal. <laughs> you see, many people at the very first Christmas miss Christmas because they were too busy looking for other things. The business community missed it. The innkeeper missed it. Even the religious people missed it. They were all looking for other things. The only people that enjoyed the very first Christmas over 2,000 years ago were the people who were looking for it. That's why I ask you, what are you looking for today? What do you want today? Did you just come to come? Did we just come to church to come to church? Does it become just part of the routine of life or did you come to find something today? See, we can get so busy in just being saved that we just come, but we never look. Are you following me? See, the only people, like I said, that enjoyed it were the ones that were looking for it. I want you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 12. And the NIV, it says this. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. If you get down to verse 15, it says this. And when the angels had left them, and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see. See, they went to see and they found Jesus because they were searching. They were seeking him. Come on, the wise men found Jesus because they too were searching for him. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, it says this. that It says that the wise men came from the east asking, where is the baby? We have come to worship him. The question is, what are you going to find this Christmas? The real question is, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Matthew 7, 7. If you, if you seek your church, Christmas is all about finding Christ. So God, this Christmas, God wants you to find three gifts. And if you seek these three gifts, you'll find them. How many want to find these gifts? Come on. God wants to give you three. He has many gifts. He's a good father. How many know that a good father gives good gifts? And God wants to give you these three gifts this morning, amen. And I, I, I pray that if you go looking for these gifts this morning, you'll find them at the end of the service. Are you ready? We're going to search. The first gift that God wants you to find this morning is forgiveness. 
See, sometimes we look at gifts materially, right? Be honest. In your list of what you wanted, your first response was probably a thing or clothes or whatever it is. But how many know that these things are temporary? God wants you to seek eternal gifts. These gifts will last forever. Come on, somebody. How many want a gift that lasts forever? Come on, I, I'm, I'm looking for one of those gifts, amen. So he wants you to find forgiveness. Listen, if you find forgiveness, you will find it if you seek for it. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, the New Century Version says it like this. Today a Savior, somebody say Savior, was born in the town of David. He is Christ the Lord. The key word of this passage of Scripture that I read is Savior. A Savior was born. Say my Savior. Come on. A definition of Savior is a person who saves someone from danger. See, you got to understand, church, Jesus didn't come to scare or intimidate us. He didn't come to condemn us. The Bible says he came to save us. Hallelujah. Why do we need a Savior? Well, the Bible says that heaven is a perfect place. Come on, a, a place of no more pain, uh, no more problems, no more crying, uh, no more death, no more headaches, no more boss, bosses hounding over you, amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, no more bills, no one nagging you. Hello. Is that good news to anybody? Come on, this is the place that we're going, amen. Come on, uh, come on, no more nothing, amen. Come on, how many want to get away from some of the things here in life? See, God is going to prepare a place, it's a perfect place where none of this exists. And you know what, I look at this and I say, man, I want to go there. You ever feel like just running away there sometimes? Man, oh man, everyone's bugging me. This is bugging me, that's bugging me, my dog's bugging me. Not your dog? Well, let me give you peanut for a while. <laughs> He probably does, I mean, he just don't like me. <laughs> that perfect place, peanuts not going to be there, amen. <laughs> At least for me, amen. <laughs> At least for me, amen. She can live in her mansion, not in mine, amen. <laughs> and because of that, I love peanut. And because of that, only perfect people get in. Now, I want you to follow me here. If God let imperfect people into heaven, it wouldn't be perfect anymore. Right? Come on, just follow me. That means that you and I have no chance in getting in on our own. That perfection was lost way back in the garden thanks to Adam and Eve. Come on, somebody say thank you. But God came up with a plan B, amen, and he sent us what? A Savior. Come on, how many are thankful for the Savior this morning? Amen. Uh, he sent a Savior. Amen. Uh, see, we get in with someone else's perfection. And that's the good news this morning, church. Uh, that the good news of Christmas is that a Savior was born unto us. Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to catch this this morning. See, I read a Christmas card that said this. If our greatest need had been information... God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. 
But our greatest need was forgiveness, and God sent a Savior. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord some praise. He sent a Savior because that's what we needed. Unto us, a Savior is born. And that means that you and I can be forgiven this morning. Come on, somebody. Come on, that means that the most precious gift that we can ask or get this Christmas, listen, is a gift of a clear conscience. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on, this is not for sale anywhere else. Come on, you can't find it lining up at a Best Buy on a Black Friday, Friday, amen. It can only be found in a Savior, Jesus Christ. This gift of forgiveness is priceless. And because of Christmas, church, your past, listen, is forgiven. Come on, your past is forgiven, church. It's wiped away, amen. It's thrown as far as the east is from the west. And come on, we get a brand new start. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, I'm excited for a new get a start over in our lives, amen. That's what a Savior came to do. Uh, he came to erase us, forgive us, amen, and say, man, you get a brand new start. You get a, you get a start over. Don't it feel good to start over? You ever started something, you crumbled it and threw it away and say, man, I can start over. See, some of you guys need to crumble some of that old stuff and throw it away and say, man, I need just to start over. Come on, you got too much white out on there, too much stuff. I mean, you're writing over, writing over, over, over things that you wrote. Just do a start over. It's easy. And that's what God came to do for us is give us. Say, give me. Give us a start over. I don't know about you, but that's some good news. You don't have to look anymore backwards, amen. You don't have to look at your past anymore. But you can move forward, listen, church, in forgiveness. Acts chapter 10, 43, a new century version says it like this. All who believe, somebody say believe. All who believe in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus' name. The key word, we sang that song, you got to believe. Tell your neighbor, you got to believe. Come on, look at somebody. You've got to believe, girl. She's not a girl, boy. <laughs> don't tell a boy. Don't tell a girl. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. But the key word is believe, church. You have to believe. Do you know how you get Christ to save you? Does everybody know how you can get Christ to save you? Just admit that you need a Savior. See, you can't save nobody that doesn't want saving. See, the one thing that lifeguards know, you can't save anyone who's trying to save themselves. Come on, if you go try to rescue them in there, you'll go down with them. Because you can't save anyone who's kicking or jerking around. Church, you you can't save anyone who's trying to save themselves, and you can't save anyone who doesn't want help either. That's why you can't force them to serve God. You can't force them to the altar. You can't force them with a decision to lift up your hand to serve God. They have to want to get want salvation on their own. And then the first, the only way that they're going to do, uh, do that, amen, is that, they, man, I need a Savior. I don't know about you, but I needed a Savior. Man, I came to a place in my life, amen, that you know what, God, I need a Savior. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm jacked up. I need someone to save me from my situation. Come on, we, we cried out to him and he came and he saved us. See, once we come to that point in our lives, guys, once we give up, amen, it's a little easier. Can somebody say amen? 
One of our biggest problems is we're always trying to save ourselves. Hello, really? We're always trying to fix things in our lives. You got any people that are fixers? Leave me alone. I'll fix it. Leave Just go. I'll take, get, get, go. I will fix this. We, we try to grab a hold of life, and we're trying to fix life. We're trying to fix our situation. But sometimes you're going to have to let go and let God, guys. You can't fix things on your own sometimes, amen. You've got to let the Savior in, amen. Come on, you've got to say, man, I can't do this. I need some help. I need a Savior. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, man, preaching good. Encourage me, hallelujah. Otherwise, it will turn into a two and a half hour sermon. More you get, more you clap him, and more we get out quicker. Woo! Come on, there you go. Thank you. Somebody's hungry. <laughs> but you can't save somebody that doesn't want any help. You ever try to help somebody? I got it. I don't need no help. I was one of them. I ask for help now. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Don't look at me. You can't help. You can't save somebody that doesn't want a savior. Anyone here, listen, can find forgiveness if you seek for it. The second gift that God wants to find want you to find this Christmas is this, a peace of mind. <laughs> Come on, we said that. How many can use that gift? Come on. We got any worry wards here? Worrying about this? And, is that a word? Did I make, did I make a funny baby? <laughs> worry wards, is that right? Come on, we got anybody that just overthinks things? Come on, never has peace, amen? They're always just thinking, 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 nah, nah, nah. And all the thinking gives them headaches. Come on, you're thinking too much, amen. There is no peace of mind, amen. You're overthinking things and situations that a Savior came to help you with. And God this this year wants you to find this gift of peace of mind. Psalms 110, 165 says this in the New Century Version. Those who love your teaching, listen, those who love your teachings will find true peace. And nothing will defeat them. Come on, how many want that? (laughs) Come on. Those who want perfect peace in their life, church, will fall in love with our scripture says, with our banner says. You got to fall in love with God's word. If you fall in love with God's word, listen, church, you'll have peace of mind and nothing will defeat you. Ain't that good news? You know what? You know how I can, I'm always just happy. I'm always something funny. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't let things worry me, church, because I found true peace in His Word. Come on, I, I, I can read His Word and say I'm more than a conqueror. 
I can read his word, amen, that says nothing formed against me will prosper, amen. I can read his word, amen, that God will never leave me nor forsake me, amen. I can read his word and know that he's standing right there always with me, amen. I can read his word that says, man, his blood covers a multitude of sins. I can read his word and know I have a confidence and a peace of mind that God is there for me, church. Come on. Peace is a word that the world uses a lot, but really don't understand the true meaning of it. See, our society really don't have an idea what peace is, what real peace is all about. The world thinks as long as there's no problems, as long as the boat is not rocking, as long as mama's happy, everything's okay. That's a false peace, church. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. Or the present of Christ. See, for many of us, before, peace of mind means that we kept drinking until we were drunk enough not to feel the pain. For others, it means jumping from one relationship to another, hoping that someone's going to fill in that void. For some, it's staying busy all the time, so at night, you just collapse in your bed and don't have time to think or of thoughts of fears or loneliness. And for others, it means becoming a workaholic, an overachiever, so you can prove to the world, I'm somebody. All these things, church, will not bring you peace of mind. Real peace is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God will never stop loving me. Come on, somebody. Real peace is knowing that no matter what happens, God will never leave me. He'll always be there right there with me. Amen. Real peace is living God's word so I can live right and be satisfied. Amen. Real peace is teaching our kids God's word as a foundation of life and watching them grow to make that decision to live for him. Let me tell you, church, that's real peace. There are three G's I want to give you. And I'm not talking 3,000, okay? Three G's. These three G's will rob you from peace of mind. Guilt, grief, and grudges. Don't let this come into your life, church, because those three will take away peace of mind. Last gift that God wants you to find this morning. Somebody say Amen. Somebody wants to go home already. <laughs> Two amens, amen. Can I get a three? <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go home now pretty soon. The last gift that God wants you to find this morning is eternal life. I'm going to give you a little heavy revy today, church. We're all going to die someday. That's a fact, Jack. No one here is going to live forever here on this earth. We're going to die one day. As we're getting older, I'm realizing, man, man, I'm getting closer to my, my, my line. It's, it's the truth. Now, I'm not scared about it, but the fact is we're, we're going to die. I'm not looking at you. You're not dying, baby. <laughs> we're going to die. When? When are we going to die? I don't know. We're going to die together, though. 
But it, it is. All of us are going to die. We, we hope that no, we, none, of, none of our kids want to see mom and dad die. We don't want to see our kids die as moms and dads. We, we, don't, we, we don't want that. But the truth is it's going to happen. It's just fact, church. And this is what, what we're coming. This is what life is. And then we, you know, there's a, there's a season to be born. There's, and there's a season to die. Another fact is that you're going to spend more time of your life on that side of death than you're going to do on this side of life. I want you, that, that's a heavy rhetoric for some of you guys. You, you never looked at that. You'll spend more time on that side of death than you do on this side of life. Listen, only a fool will go unprepared for something they know that's going to happen. See, it doesn't make sense that you're going to die and not prepare for it. Right? Come on, all of us have like 401 plans and all that stuff. And all that's good, but how many know that when you die, that, that, that doesn't do anything for you? <laughs> that 401 is not going to get you in. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saving, church. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't save for, for the future, save for that. But when you, you die, you don't get it. Your kids do. <laughs> or the government takes it. The thing is, see, what are you preparing for? Are you preparing to die? Or are you preparing for eternal life? But the good news, that's what Christmas is all about. That's why God sent his son, Jesus Christ. Romans 1, uh, 17, Living Bible says this, God makes us ready for heaven when we put our faith, somebody say our faith, when we put our faith in Christ to save us, the only one who finds life will find it through trusting Christ. That's an eternal gift, church, life, eternal life. God wants to give you life and what, life more abundantly. He wasn't talking the life right here, church. He was talking the afterlife, abundant life, eternal life that goes on forever. Why would we not prepare for our next journey in life? If we know that we know, we all agree that we're going to die one day, why will we not prepare for the future, the eternal future? Not just the future of Oh, you know what, I'm gonna, this is going to get me through, through, I'm 65, 70, 80, whatever it is. Not that, no, beyond that. The Bible calls our life as what? A vapor. We're here one moment, we're gone the next. Come on, there was people, amen, man, they thought they were going to live all the way to X amount of years, amen, and, and their life was a vapor and fell short. I mean, 80 years is a vapor. Come on, they think that's a good life. No, that's a vapor compared to eternity. Which has no time, church, because we're going to be living with time. Come on, he's the master of time. He's all the time, amen. Come on, he is the controller of time. See, you can only find eternal life through trusting Jesus, amen. God says, I I will take care of your past regrets. I, I will take care of your present problems and your future fears. This is what God wants to give you and I, church. When you summarize this all into one word, one word, it's called salvation. See, anytime you hear God save me or Jesus save me, amen, it means that he has cleared someone's past. He's taking care of their present situation and securing their future. 
You can't find this at any store, church. You can't find this underneath a Christmas tree. It can only be found on the tree through a Savior that was died on the cross for you and I. Come on, somebody. See, our problem is that we really don't know what we're looking for. Come on, we think we do, but we're not seeking in the right places. Come on, we, we were, we're looking for happiness, amen, so we try different things. We're looking uh, to, for love, amen, but we're looking for the, uh, in the wrong places and with the wrong people. We're looking for success, security, and some kind of purpose in our lives. And we can look for all these things, church. But I'm here to let you know uh, that you can only find satisfaction through Jesus Christ. Come on, you need to seek him this Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. 1 John 5.20, Living Bible says this, Christ, God's son, came to help us understand and find the true God. That's why he sent Jesus. Come on, he sent us for forgiveness. He sent us for peace of mind and for salvation. Jesus sent Jesus to the earth to help us, say help me, understand. Come on, God sent Jesus to help us and point us to the true God, not the false gods. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha or any other name. Only, come on, you know the name. Come on, only Jesus, amen. Muhammad's still dead. Buddha's still dead. Jesus, otherwise, in other words, amen, he, he's alive. Come on, see, he came to point us to the right direction uh, because he knew many will come with different gospels uh, and different ways to heaven, amen. But there is only one way, church. Uh, he says, I am the way, uh, I am the truth, uh, I am the life. No one sees the Father but through me. Speaking of Christ, he is the true way, church. You want the truth? Jesus is the truth. There is no other truth. There may be other good ways. And some of these religions, I'm not saying they're bad, but it's not the truth. Jesus is the truth. See, Jesus is the only one in history that splits B.C. and A.D. Come on. Before Christ, and A.D. means in the Latin, the year the Lord, the Lord was born or the year Jesus was born. Jesus is the reference point of time. No other name, church. He is the reference point of time. We base our time in history because of him. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, the fact is Jesus separates time. What other person has done that? What other God has done that? Come on, that shows that he is the true God. It shows that he is the time. He is all things. He is everything. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save you, amen. And while we've been seeking for other things, he's been seeking for you. You know why you're here this morning? Because he went looking for you. Come on, you weren't here because you're good looking. <laughs> I'm going over there because it's good looking people go there, Amen. Come on, come on, you're not here because of an invitation. Though God works through people, 
God went looking for you and says, I want you to come here to hear about me and what I did for you. You're here because of Jesus, amen. You're not here because anything else, church. You're here because Jesus brought you in this place. Come on, he came to save you. He's been seeking for you. He's been saying, man, I want you to find out what life is all about. I want you to find the truth and the truth that will set you free. So I sent a savior. I sent someone to save you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Church, what are you looking for this Christmas? Are you looking for something for you only? See, Christmas sometimes brings a selfish spirit. Hello. Right? wonder what they're getting me. wonder if I like it. We're selfish. Come on, come on. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest. You know, Christmas to me is nothing but Jesus for me. That's why I don't like opening gifts. You can ask my wife. I'll be the last one to open because I, I really don't. I got, I got, if I got Jesus, I got everything. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I won't say no to gifts. <laughs> let's get that clear. If you want to buy me something, I'll, I'll take it. I'll probably open it later, amen, but, but. I'll take those gifts, but, but, but I, really, I, I really don't. I like to see other people open their gifts. I, I like to see my, my grandkids open their gifts. I like to see my wife. or I, I like to see people open their gifts. But me, I'd like, yeah, I'm cool. Let me just enjoy this. Of course, I'm the last one. They wanted me to open the gifts, so I set myself up for the final collateral. <laughs> now all eyes are on me. Okay, okay. This is what I want. No. <laughs> no, no. I really don't. I mean, if there was no gift, I wouldn't be saying, man, they didn't give me no gift. Be all kicking mad. You know, I don't complain. Whatever gift they give me, I I don't say, ugh. You ever give a gift and you see it in their face like they really don't like it? (laughs) You like it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Thank you. (laughs) Because we're selfish. Church, we're selfish by nature. Come on, somebody say amen. We are. That's why we need a Savior. <laughs> Man, to take away the selfishness and point us to the right, uh, right purposes of life. And so we, we got to understand this morning, what are you looking for this Christmas? See, it says here in Jeremiah that if you, if you, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. See, the key word, church, is to seek him with all your heart. Not sometimes your heart. Not, not just on Sundays. See, we're good to seek God on Sundays. We become religious and we put our religious tie on and all this stuff. And we come to church and we got our hat on and hallelujah and all this stuff. And, you know, we, we, we come for, the, for those things like that. I mean, but are we seeking him? See, we've we got to seek him with all our heart. All the time. I'll add all, all the time there. you got to seek God with all your heart. Because if you seek God with all your heart, he says you'll find him. And it, 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 this is the very purpose of more of you, God. I, I don't care about anything else in life as long as I know who you are and what you've done for me. Amen. I, I'm going to seek you with all my heart because your word says if I seek you, I'll find you. 
And I'm here to let you know that you matter to God, amen. Your problems matter to God. Your pain matters to God. You all matter to God. Come on, somebody say thank you. You matter to God. You're here today because you matter. If you seek him, church, you'll find him. What better time to find Jesus than Christmas? Right? This is the real reason why we celebrate church, to find him. And he wants you to find these gifts. And these are eternal gifts. Can somebody say amen? These are gifts that will help us, that will last forever. As I close today, no one clap. But that's the day. What are you going to find at Christmas today? What are you going to find at Christmas this year for you? Well, the real question is, what are you looking for? What are you looking for, church? Are you looking for selfish things? Or are you looking for eternal things? God says, if you seek him, you'll find him. Wise men and ladies still seek God. Jesus says, seek me. And over 2,000 years, wise men sought him. This Christmas, let's be the wise men and women that seek Christ. Because like I said, if you seek him, only, and then only will you find him, church. If you seek this Christmas, you'll find a deeper understanding of who God is. If we can put our selfish motives aside and say, God, I want to know you. Your word says, if I seek you with all my heart, I'll find you. God, I want to find you this Christmas. I want to get a deeper understanding of who you are this Christmas. Not let the season go by where it's busyness and we're caught up with here, getting frustrated with what we buy and all this other stuff that we have to do. And all that, all that stuff is good, church. But isn't he really the, the reason for the season? Let's not, let's not lose our focus of what, what we're in and where we're at today. What this season really means. See, Jesus... Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, huh? I need water, huh? Jeez, something came over me. Well, <laughs> man, it was like a, like a little holy, Jesus, <laughs> man, it just fell on me, man. I was like, whoa, I was like, oh, Jesus, there it goes again, see? <laughs> Jesus wants to give you these three gifts. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. 